0: I'm Carol Joy Side, and welcome to the Homeschool Made Simple podcast. You're listening to episode 110. This is a podcast to help you homeschool simply, inexpensively, and enjoyably. Well, this evening, I am sitting with a stack of books spread out on my dining room table because I want to introduce you to one of my favorite books in the whole world and one of my favorite authors. So, first of all, the author's name is Wendell Berry. Wendell Berry, he's an incredibly prolific writer. He has been a poet since he was a very young man, and he's in his middle to late 80s, I believe. He lives in his home. Town there in Kentucky and most of his writing is set in a fictional community modeled on the town that he was raised and lives in raised in and lives in today um, he and his wife Tanya had a good-sized family and they are now great grandparents and Wendell Berry has been given basically every prestigious writing award that there is. The Guggenheim F- Foundation, the Stanford, you know, I mean, you name it. He's, he's been given every kind of award and fellowship. And um, he's been honored greatly within his lifetime. But he's really been kind of a nonconformist, uh, kind of walked to his own drum beat Kind of guy, which is probably why I like him so much. But I mentioned that he's the author of one of my favorite books of all time, and he is. And the name of the book is Hannah Coulter. Hannah Coulter. And um, I'm going to read you the description of Wendell Berry's life of writing and and what he's done. This is from a um, the cover of a Library of America book on the Port William novels and stories, excuse me, going from the Civil War to World War II. And this is a compilation of many of Wendell Berry's writings that were all set in this fictional community. And this is um, kind of a description of him. For more than 50 years, in eight novels and over 40 short stories, Wendell Berry, born in 1934, has created an indelible portrait of rural America through the lens of Port William, Kentucky, one of the most fully imagined places in American literature. The river town and its environs are home to generations of coulters, catlets, feltners, and other families collectively known as the Membership. Women and men whose stories evoke the earthbound pleasures and spiritual richness of what Barry has called the three-dimensional life, a time before industrial agriculture, pervasive technology, and unrestrained consumerism begin to unravel the deep bonds of community that once sustained small-town America. And um, so Wendell Berry is kind of considered um, an agrarian poet. He, he, of course, is very known as a poet, but he also creates a love and an admiration and an embracing of the agrarian life. When other people are trying to get away from it all, he embraces it. And in Hannah Coulter... Uh, I wanted to read a little thing about what he says um, through, through Hannah as she's talking to her husband. She talks about how their kids went away to college and that they really lost them from being part of the farm community. And she says this. She says, we both wanted to send them to college because we felt we owed it to them. It just never occurred to either of us that we would lose them that way. The way of education leads away from home. That is what we learn from our children's education. The big idea of education is the idea of a better place. Not a better place where you are because you want it to be better and have been to school and learned to make it better, but a better place somewhere else. In order to move up, you have got to move on. I didn't see this at first, and for a while after I knew it, I pretended I didn't. I didn't want it to be true. And then her husband said, don't complain, don't complain. And she said, um, in the same way that he used to tell the boys, don't cuss the weather. Sometimes you can say dreadful things without knowing it. Nathan understood this better than I did. Like several of his one sentence conversations, this one stuck in my head and finally changed it. The change came too late, maybe but it turned my mind inside out like a sock. <laughs> he is such a brilliant writer. Sometimes when I'm reading his books, I just gasp because you just think, how could someone write this well? Other than Jane Austen, how could someone write this well? And they go on to talk about you know, how to raise your children and, and how to create contentment. And some of you have heard me talk about Jean Stratton Porter and her books, and how she talks about this very same thing, about this idea of not raising children who have been raised in an agrarian culture with the idea that the excitement and the wonders are in the big cities, but to raise them with the understanding that where they live is heaven and making it a little bit of heaven and putting in beauty and improvements and creating a home that they want to be in and, um, somewhere that's efficient and well run and beautifully kept. And she goes on, um, as they're talking and she says, you mustn't wish for another life. You mustn't want to be somebody else. What you must do is this rejoice evermore. Pray without ceasing, in everything give thanks. She says, I'm not all the way capable of so much, but those are the right instructions. So Hannah Coulter is my personal favorite of all of the Wendell Berry books that I've read. Um, and I'm certainly not an expert on him, but I've read quite a few because he's kind of like eating potato chips, you can't eat just one. But as you read the history of this town and this area, and then all the interpersonal relationships wow. that people have, which one of the gentlemen termed the membership. And I love that because the membership to me is really what the body of Christ was created to be, where we watch over each other, we take care of each other, we do life together. And that's really what Wendell Berry um, weaves in his imaginary stories of this imaginary place, Port William, Kentucky. And you just fall in love with these people. Uncle Burley is one of my favorite characters in his writings, but each one. And then there's generations. And then Andy Catlett, who later writes down a lot of the stories from some of the really older people who they tell Him, you know, the stories of it was before you were born or when you were a little boy, you may not remember this and just the love and the fun that was in the community, but also the pain and the hardship and the sad things because farming and living in a rural community is tough and um, it's doing hard things a lot. And I think it's very important for our children to know of this world and possibly to want to join this type of a community, which is rarely really kind of featured. Um, I know when I was growing up, I remember meeting somebody from Kansas and saying to her, oh, like Dorothy in The Wizard of Oz. I actually repent right now of saying that because I wasn't a Christian and I was an ignoramus. But the point is, that when you're raised in a non, you know, if you're raised in more of an urban culture, you really don't always have the understanding of the beauty and the simplicity of the rural lifestyle. And Wendell Berry is the agrarian poet, as I said, and he's been uh, awarded by so many agrarian organizations and societies. I was interesting, um, interested to find out that he'd actually worked as an editor for Rodal Press, but then he got fired, <laughs> which is so cute because he's such an independent person. He says he got fired because he really thought he wasn't so much just for organic farmers, but for all small farmers. And he he just was too independent. He said, I never made a good employee. And I understand that. He's a very independent person who thinks deeply. He's been a college professor pretty much all of his life until he became quite old, Um, And he has taught at the University of Kentucky, but he's also taught at Stanford and filled in at other schools, done, you know, really honoring um, positions, filling in as, you know, poet in residence, that type of thing at a lot of prestigious schools, Oberlin, Stanford, places like that. But his heart is in farming and he and his wife have been raising sheep pretty much most of their adult lives and living in you know the country on the farm family farm and then buying other land that it uh, bordered so that he has built you know a really beautiful farm life there in Kentucky Um, I wanted to read something adorable so there's a book that's that has been published um called the from the Library of America and it's um The Port William Novels and Stories, Volume 1. And to my knowledge, they have not done Volume 2 yet. They're a nonprofit, and so maybe they're needing funding or something. But this is the first volume, which, as I said, spans from the Civil War to World War II. And um, there are a whole bunch of short stories, and then it contains Nathan Coulter, Andy Catlett, Early Travels, A World Lost, A Place on Earth, and a bunch of short stories. And one of the short stories that I just love is called A Consent, and it's about uh, Ptolemy Proudfoot. And he was a, a farmer, a huge, huge guy that lived in, uh, the, you know, in that farm area. And then there was a school teacher, and her name was Miss Minnie. And it's a darling story of their courtship and um, marriage. But I love this description of Miss Minnie. It says this, when she was hardly more than a girl, Miss Minnie had gone away to a teacher's college and prepared herself to teach by learning many cunning methods that she never afterward used. For Miss Minnie loved children, and she loved books, and she taught merely by introducing the one to the other. I love that. She taught merely by introducing the one to the other the children and the books, which is just what Charlotte Mason said to do as well. Get yourself out of the way. The teacher should exert no undue influence in a child's life, but she should leave the child alone with books, which is basically to say, don't make school out of books. Just make your children lovers of books by reading to them and making them readers. So I'm not going to belabor this. I will probably do some more podcasts going forward on some of Wendell Berry's books, but I cannot recommend him enough to you. Uh, So the books I have spread out right now, and I probably have more throughout my house, but let me just go over them with you. Hannah Coulter, Jaber Crow, That Distant Land, A Place in Time, A Place on Earth, Nathan Coulter, Andy Catlett, Early Travels, and A World Lost. I think that's everything I've got here right now. And then A Million Short Stories, which I highly recommend in this uh, Library of America edition. So please reach your arm out and find yourself a Wendell Berry book, get started and you won't stop. I, I can't stop reading him. I read him over and over again and the beauty, the craftsmanship, the kindness, the loving touch that he gives to each of his characters to the place that he creates in our minds and our hearts that make you want to live there yourself and create that kingdom in your life. I think of Jan Kieran, who when she uh, would go on book tours, I don't know if she still does them, but in years past, she would go on book tours and people would say to her, we want to live in Mitford. We want to live where you live. And she would say, Mitford is wherever you make it. You just create your community where you are. And I feel like that's what Wendell Berry's, one of his many messages, is the love of the land, the love of the agrarian culture, the love of community and fellowship and what that looks like in our modern world. And he will influence you. He will change your life. I know he's changed mine. Thank you for joining me this week on the Homeschool Made Simple podcast. I have a request. Would you mind sending a Homeschool Made Simple episode to a friend? Any episode. I love to help families homeschool simply, inexpensively, and enjoyably. When you help me get the word out about what I'm doing here, I appreciate it so much. Until next time, remember, Jesus' commandments are not burdensome. What he calls you to do, He will enable you to do. Blessings.